0: Hi there, this is Alvin and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is Arif Mirza, a longtime domain investor and consultant at namecult.com, host and the producer of The Domain Social, and the producer of Paige The Domain Show. Today, Arif and I discuss how developing a DJ site that reached nearly 30,000 DJs or a community of DJs paved the way into domain investing for him, We also chat about Namecult and how he and others leveraged it to level up as domain investors. RF then shares critical formulas and key indicators about managing his inbound only domain portfolio into the black. We then discuss how RF successfully leverages his interpersonal skills as a casino employee to negotiate buying and selling domain names. And last but not least, we talk about what's next on the horizon for the Domain Social and Steamy the Dog. So with that, Arf, welcome and thank you for making time to join us today, my man.
1: It's uh, my honor and a pleasure to be here with you. It's uh, it's fun to be on the other side of the microphone sometimes, you know, (laughs) or the camera, I should say.
0: Indeed, indeed. So, hey, man, so to kick things off, like we got to square something off because... Is it Arif? Is it Arif? Is it Arif? Is, what I, is it?
1: I pronounce it Arif. Okay. Arif, yeah. So, uh, but there are there are <laughs> one or two other Arifs or other ones in the industry who might pronounce it otherwise. But uh, yeah, I'm born and raised in Montreal, and that's the easiest. It's not even the, the traditional way of saying it. Traditional ways with a hard A.
0: So, if we were saying it uh, with the hard A, so it's it would be Arif.
1: Arif, yeah. Which is gotcha. well, it doesn't bother me either. That's fine too. That's fine.
0: Too. All right. That's all right. Fine. So, so, so Arif or Arif, but not Arif.
1: Yeah, yeah. I eighth grade teacher who I got in trouble with all the time. He was from England. He called he pronounced it a reef all the time. A reef, go in the corner. A reef. Yeah, <laughs> whatever.
0: Yeah. And that'll be easy for me to, to always remember. Just it's kind of equating it to the Christmas reef. It's like, no, it's not Reef. It's not <laughs> Not reef. reefer. No, it's not Reefer. <laughs> it's none of that stuff.
1: Riff. I have oh, a couple of friends gosh. who call me Reef, but yeah, that's okay too. Doesn't bother me, but. Yeah, well Arf, i Arf, guess
0: personally. man so to kick Arf. things off Arf, i mean let's share with the listeners a a bit about yourself just who you are your personal professional background
1: all right well i started with domains when i registered a domain for uh, my well it wasn't it was i want to call it the website but i think like most people when they start their first web project it wasn't really an intentional website right just started off like i started off tinkering around i got myself a teach yourself html book in 24 hours back in the late very late 90s i think it was 98 99 and just tinkered around and it was like you know it was one page with a link to like hotmail and icq and and i think real (laughs) audio or whatever it was and just my own sort of launch page and then i added stuff added things and over time it became rather well over time it was actually fairly quick uh it became a really large uh DJ club music, uh, website community by 2001, 2002 ish. I had over 30,000 members. So, wow. you know, I was doing interviews with like Tiesto and like, uh, you know, all those, all those big names in the, in the, club music industry. And so, uh, that's, that was really like my, how I got started. And then, you know, after a few months before it got really big and after I kind of had those three links on that one little webpage, I, you know, registered a domain name, I, th- I think it was with network solutions <laughs> I'm not blah, even blah, sure. blah. Yeah, but I've never <laughs> of, of, of I think I think it was April 99 I think it was when I did that so yeah so and then over the years I um when it comes to so I've I've always uh well I don't know if people know this but you know I work at, at the Montreal casino as well uh well not currently because of COVID that's kind of on a, a day-to-day basis at this point in time however so I've I've always been doing that even since before that so all my domain stuff and my web stuff has been quote unquote, on the side, full time on the side, I just recall it, right? <laughs> you know, I work, I work 35 hours a week there. And then I'd work on my, my website on the side, like 40 hours a week, you know, so, so over the years, I had a couple tiny little sites here and there, nothing big, but I did accumulate, you know, sometimes dozens, sometimes even a little bit over 100 domains that were like, to be developed, right? Hmm. If ever I figure out how to, how do I always say I don't know not really a funny joke but it's like I always say like I'll get to it when I figure out how to make 30 hour days you know it's like or 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 you know the 8 day eight day weeks it's like uh but you know it's just that those never happen and, and and it's like I think that's how most of us got into the mains right is well I don't know about yourself but I know like for me it was just like at a certain point I had a lot and then I'm like okay and then in 2016 I was just, you know, doing like I usually do. Every few months, I check the GoDaddy sort of expiration stuff and just search for stuff. And it wasn't really anything structured. It was just every now and then I'd check, and and there was a, It happened to be around the anniversary of .co, hmm. and so uh, the .co had I think had launched eight years before. So now knowing now what I know now, not at that time. That time I was like, oh wow, this is a ton of good stuff. I didn't really realize that, but so it was. The anniversary. So there was a wave of really great one word.cos coming through the expiration stream at GoDaddy uh, and like single terms and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, so I asked myself, I go, what am I going to do here? I go, I want some of these domains. They're really good. I could i could build them out. Right. But like, that's why I said the last however many times, it's not going to happen. Right. Or <laughs> I, I, my plan is to make it happen. But I go, if I buy these domains, then I got to get serious about also being open to the possibility of reselling them. And that was end of the summer, uh, 2016. And so that's what I did. I grabbed, I probably, I don't know if I got, I don't know if I got 100 of them at the first. It was, I got, a, I got, probably got a little over 100 over a couple of months. And, but at the same time, I registered for, you know, one of the large uh, domain forums out there. And I started listening to Domain Sherpa and Domain and Wire. And like all, you know, well, those were the two main ones. And going back and listening and re listening and re listening to all the old podcasts and absorbing, all my uh initial domain knowledge through all these things <laughs> and that's how i kind of got started to uh being open to selling them and i you know started listing them here and there i was a lot more organized back then because i had a lot much fewer domains <laughs> you know when you have 300 domains it's a lot easier to to list them everywhere than when you have 3000
0: <laughs> tell the truth challenge tell <laughs> the truth tell the truth
1: yeah so so that's it and then then you know one thing led to another i you know, I. Um, uh, when you start, obviously, you don't make that many sales. You, right. uh, you know, uh, some of my choices were probably not the best, but <laughs> I, looking back, and I'm actually, I'm actually kind of a little bit uh, impressed in that if I take the domains that I acquired that first year and right. set them aside, so even in the first year, those weren't profitable. But as of today, that batch of domains is more profitable than not. So so that's, that's a cool thing, you know? It's like, okay, I didn't, I didn't make too many mistakes. Part of that is because I already had, you know, websites in the past, I kind of knew a little bit what I was doing. And right. part of that was because I, I jumped in with trying to learn as much as possible before, uh, before buying too much. And, I, you know, <laughs> buying too much, I guess, is always a relative term. And I, I did <laughs> buy a lot of stuff, And I, You know, first year I did drop stuff, but uh, luckily I think overall I did, I did okay. And now, now the last couple of years have been pretty good to me, so, yeah.
0: So, so let's go back then, Arv. Now, and one of the things that is so interesting to me about your story is, at least from everything that I hear, it wasn't that you really intentionally entered into domain investing per se. It was more of you took unknowingly a domain development approach.
1: Correct. Uh, although I will be totally honest, and no, I haven't really developed anything in the last. <laughs> More than 10 years <laughs> oh no it's actually not quite true right so i did name cult i guess is a development but the thing is that it's wordpress right so it's like right it, it it's more it was it was 10 minutes to put up and then you know three hours four hours five hours a night of going through lists and putting them up and sharing them with everybody else so that was uh i guess that is kind of content you know. but aside from that uh, it, it's the serious development stuff was way back before it was as difficult as it is today with all the different screen sizes and such back really? then you just had that one screen size it was you know whatever the lowest common denominator of of you know over 95 plus percent of people had a screen resolution that's all you had to, to worry about and html was simple now it's <laughs> not so simple retina so, displays so, yeah. and
0: mobile displays and what are the media css media queries where the line breaks and all this other stuff yeah back then we were just designing for crts i (laughs) I was
1: i was all my well when i got the forum obviously the forum software i i I purchased but uh everything else was notepad wow notepad because obviously you know the there's that was that that was the big dilemma back then is it notepad or do you use like front page one of those ones and like all those all those other ones added so much code and bulk things up. And uh, even if I had, I had high speed really early. I think I had high speed internet back in 98, even before I started a lot of stuff, but most people didn't. Right. So you always had to, uh, to, to work them in the equation. Right. Even if it was a a big music site, but yeah. So So
0: then let me ask you this. So, so like, obviously I guess you said it was somewhere either 2016 or a little bit after that. So I guess when you first started this site, I guess that was what year?
1: Oh, that, uh, my website was
0: 1999. Wow, okay, so 99. So let's just call it 2000 to 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that there was a domain industry like domaining.com and all of these other sites?
1: So uh, overall, no. I know at one point I did get an offer on my website. So it wasn't, I don't think it wasn't really for the domain but it right. was, yeah, more for the website. And it was a, I'm look, I was, I don't remember because I didn't really take it seriously. Uh, it was a like, I, I wanna say it was a mid five figure offer. So for me back then, I was you know, a lot younger. It was like, oh, okay, it's a sizable amount, but like, I don't know if it's true. And it's like, no, I wanna grow this thing. And, you know, eventually things happen and I ended up moving on to other things. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I kind of, I looked into the aftermarket, uh, uh, GoDaddy and seen obviously some domains go for higher prices, but it never really clicked. And that was probably a little bit later on as I was just buying one domain here or there. Um, so yeah, I, I guess the answer is no. Um, huh. I, I kind of wish I, the answer was yes, because <laughs> I would be in a very different place today. Yeah, so. So uh, then you didn't
0: know anything like about Rick's uh, th- what was it oh no yeah none of that that. no. so wow i was
1: was just kind of i was just kind of slightly aware that there was something going on in GoDaddy auctions that i checked every now and then because i would do a general search at at GoDaddy and it would point me to the to their auction platform and that was it yeah nothing else yeah
0: gotcha because i think because i think i i think i stumbled across you yeah maybe like on domain shame
1: yeah i've used adagy yeah and then probably i used adagy for a while yeah adagy as in uh uh, like from strategy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> people always go what's strategy?" like uh, and that's why i didn't really <laughs> stick to it and uh, i tried to use my real name but there's the uh, tony robbins of the middle east who's also named arif merza so it, it's like to use my real name it's not when i try to avoid it it's not because i want to avoid it it's just because like if people try to find me it, it, it's there's right in, in north america there are very few arif merzas but worldwide, it's like Mike Smith almost, you know? So it's like, uh, you know, I can't get the domain. I can't get the... ironically, the guy who originally got Araf Mirza and who got it to the other guy eventually was in Ottawa, like literally like a two hour drive from where I am. <laughs> Man, like neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the only other Araf Mirza in, in Canada probably. And he, he had the, he got the domain before me in like early 2000 or 2001 or something like that. I think it was, it was a while back, but yeah. Wow. So.
0: So then tell me this. So when did you when did you have the light bulb moment to say, you know what, I think this buying and selling domain things might just work for me?
1: It, it was it was really in uh, 2016 when I when I really started doing that spending time just, you know, absorbing information, listening to all the old podcasts. And know uh, anyway, I, I, had, I had some decent dot COs. Um, you know, I probably got a little too many. Uh, When I started in that wave and and within a couple of months, I transitioned more into dot coms, but I I did sell some of those dot COs, not right away, but eventually I did. I I sold quite a few, I sold quite a few dot COs in in the four figure range. And yeah, and so so basically at the beginning, I was buying them at the auction, but then I, I would, so that's what kind of got me into the industry. I think a little bit more was exactly that slowly, but surely like, okay, one of the ones that were like on my secondary list. Well, okay, nobody actually bid on that one. Now it's that closeout. So now Ooh. I can get it more without competing with somebody else. Right. So it's like, oh, okay. And then it's like, and then stuff I would, I didn't even get then. I'd be like, okay, well, when do the things drop? Right. And then you, I'd go, oh, some of these I actually get for like when there's a coupon, like a $1, or $2, or $7, whatever it was at the week. So I would be buying all kinds of dot seals at that time for like one, $2. And that's when I, Got that general more that you know general knowledge of the different steps and all that stuff. That's when I think I sort of got into it a little bit more. And then after listening to more, I think of the podcast and inform myself more on some of the websites, I shifted a little bit more to .com. And uh, uh, I think today, I think I have, uh, actually I have my spreadsheet open here. I about like 95% of my domains are .com. And I think I'm down to like a dozen .co's and like, you know, like a and wealthy.co. And, I think a couple of, you know, <laughs> really good COs, but, but like all the other ones are kind of like, you know, kind of, kind of dissolved over the years, let them drop or, you know, sold a couple at a bulk, I think the first year, but yeah. Huh.
0: Now I don't want to run past something so quick that you just dropped in there. You know, it's almost like, yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's, it, it's, you said spreadsheet like yeah. <laughs> what are you keeping up with like you know because you have listeners that are out there that, that think that oh I just go out and I buy domains and that's just what we do and yeah
1: yeah it's the yeah. thing is a lot of people know me just from from hosting the social but like last name's con, actually I did the social at the end but I also did a session uh on you know portfolio math and, and how how important that is I I, I did a couple of Private, uh, not like sessions with the people from the social, but you know, not one that was uh, was on a different day. And mm. uh, some sessions of just I have a spreadsheet that kind of shows people projects their portfolio, like how going for if you buy X number of domains per week, uh, and you're buying them at a certain price point, and you're selling a certain rate at a certain you know certain multiple. What's what's your long term projections, right? I think I think um, that's probably one of the biggest issues of newcomers coming into this industry is they see, oh, uh, so-and-so bought this domain for 20 bucks and sold it for $20,000. Mm. And, and they, they don't understand the context of, okay, well, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> <They> say $20 <laughs> and, and let's say $3,000, all right? Uh, and they, they, so they go, oh, wow, that's like you know, 150X. You know? And that, that truly Crazy. is my bread and butter, right? That's what I used to do is I used to buy stuff oftentimes at closeout. out. And my, most of my sales are mid four-figure sales. Right. And, uh, but like what they don't see is the equally important factor of what is your actual sell-through rate? You know, what's, your, what's your average annual holding cost per domain? And yes. what's, what's your sell-through rate? And those two things you have to multiply together. So if your sell-through rate is 1%, well, then that number that you sold, you know, 150X, isn't so glorious. It's, right. it's, really, it's really, yeah, it's still good. But, you know, there's also those 99 other domains that I have to pay renewals for. and right. and but if you get the right domains and you know what you're doing and you have a 1% self self rate, you could still do very well in this business. Uh, it's dope. just that you have to be stingy. <laughs> you oh, have to but... stingy when you're buying and you have to be, you know, you have to be decent at, at negotiating and you have to be the best. And I don't outbound. Uh, so, you know, what, what, what I know I've I've had a customer service you know, a career and <laughs> uh, working in a casino. You know, it, it's a uh, high can't, stakes you, roller. You can't, you can't get much more customer services, right? It's like a, <laughs> it's like working in a store, except for they pay money and they leave with nothing, right? It's like uh, so. <laughs> it's Alchemyans. customer customer service is the most important thing. So I think that kind of gave me a little bit of an advantage in reading people in negotiations. Mm. Um, and I, you know, I did, I did have some sales experience, much much younger before that. And uh, I you know, I did, I did. Uh, I did the DJ thing for a while and it was transformed into managing some clubs. So, you know, I, I did, I, I've i been facing, forward facing in terms of me facing people most of my life. Um, so I guess that helps a bit with my negotiations, but still like no outbound. So it's important for me to really, not just for me, I think speaking in general for everybody here, for people to learn is that it's important to know, you know, the domains you're acquiring, what type of domain are they, right? Like right. what what is your, what do you expect to sell that what multiple do you sell, expect to sell that at and equally important what are the chances of that selling every year you know and, and it's like if you're buying domains because you're going to think you're going to sell them all of them every year then you're you're too you've, you haven't learned enough in this industry yet you, right. you need to just take a step back stop buying and and really listen to some of the podcasts listen to your, your, listen to your show, listen to your podcast, go listen to old uh, domain Sherpas, come on the socials, ask questions, join the forums, ask questions, learn, read from other, and learn from other people's mistakes because, you know, there's a lot of domain investors who's made a lot of mistakes over the years, you know, and I think, I think all of us have, you know, and it's just, the quicker you learn, the, the more, (laughs) the less, the less money you'll burn before, before, you know, turning a profit. Um but yeah. The quicker so, you
0: learn, the less you burn. There yeah. it is. That's so, yeah, the, the moniker. Most, <laughs> yeah. So the
1: most important thing is you, you, when you're looking at domains, like, well, what can I what's the multiple I can sell this at over my you know my average cost is going to be for me? And and then what are the at that price point, what's the realistic chance of selling? And and right. unfortunately, like on an individual domain, that question, ironically, you can't answer. There is no answer for any particular domain. There's so many variables involved. But Once you start growing your portfolio to a certain size, you go, okay, this is like you know, the I have 100 of these types of domains. You know, it'll be more or less this on average. You know, and that's when having a larger portfolio really helps you learn about your own portfolio. You know, if you only have 100 domains and you don't make a sale for a year, you might still have a very good portfolio. You know, it's just you don't have enough to know. Like, or you might have a horrible portfolio. You know, it's just you don't have enough data points to really to, to 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 know where you're at. And so I'm not telling people to go out there and buy 3,000 domains, <laughs> but uh, but you know, t- t- go slow. Ask for advice. Ask for there's so many people in the industry who are so generous with their time. If you can afford it, go, you know, go take a, a DN Academy with the Michael Seiger. And if you can't, go listen to his old serpas. And then when when Tess took over and, and JT now and and Drew and and like there's so much there's so much information out there and everybody has made mistakes you know even drew drew one of the greatest <laughs> uh, interviews i heard was him saying how he he went through three hundred thousand dollars in domains you know it's like right. it's before he really got his, his, you know, legs in gear, and, and now like he's, he's like the, probably the number one in the world, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah, there's, I, you know, there's others who I look up to highly as well. You know, I don't want to, want to pull up names because it'll be a, a very long <laughs> list. But it's just that's that one story really struck me. But the problem is, is that most people don't have 300k to burn through before they need to turn a profit, right? Right. So that's that's the serious thing. So know know your stuff, know your numbers is what it comes down to. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it, and that's the thing that I think about just for new investors is not really looking at the. I mean, yeah, you can look at the cost um, behind it in terms of your initial cost, but the reality for for a lot of people are, you know, I tell people I'm like, you have to really look at a domain and go, Am I willing to invest at least three to five years into this if it if it comes to that uh, to get this four figure sell. And then multiply that times 100 yeah. Um, yeah, because that's what you're really looking at in terms of, oh, it's easy to look at one domain and say that and go, yeah, I'm willing to to do this three to five years. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: it's even more than that. I mean, it's you, you can break it down like to, to just to nerd it out a bit like it, or the way I look at it, it's like. Domain years, right? It's like uh, it's it's like you know space time. It's like the two things that belong together. It's domain years. So like you know every year, if you have a portfolio of three thousand, well, that's three thousand domain years. Right. And, and so it's like once you have three thousand domains, like I do, well, then it, it it's the projection going forward isn't as relevant because you have that the you know statistical probability within your own portfolio. And even at three thousand, it, it's it is cutting a little bit short, right? I mean, I have I have really good months and I have really bad months. Like this, this past month for me has been like, I'm really, really, really good, <laughs> you know? But, there, but before that I had a period of, of six weeks where I didn't make a sale, you know? A, a, and at, that's what happens. But as you grow your portfolio, that variation stabilizes. You know, mm. there are people with 10,000 domains who like they know they'll sell between five and seven domains a month, or you know, depending on the quality of their domains. It is, it's always gonna be dependent on, on the quality of their domains but uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it gets pretty stable as you get more and more domains. But when you have a hundred domains, then yeah, you have to look forward and might, I would say even more than three to five years, you know?
0: Right. Because if
1: your sell-through rate is, is 1%, then you, you gotta look ahead a hundred years, right? Right. <laughs> because your chances of selling it is one in a hundred every year. So how long is the estimated time before you sell it on average, it's a hundred years you know so and and there's nothing wrong with that right but you have to know that <laughs> right it, it's no but it's funny to say that it's like it, it's there's nothing wrong with selling uh you know a specific domain once every 100 years 1% sell through rate in this business if you know what you're doing you could do quite well you know especially right. if you're doing it part time like i i've been most of the time it, it that's fantastic you know but there's not a lot of people mm-hmm. who actually get to do that so
0: totally and, and- the, the sad thing there is you just kind of see money go down the drain. Cause yeah. eventually it's like, well, those renewals, they catch up. Yeah, They, do. Uh, they just do. Um, I don't care who you are, whether you're the most seasoned person, whether you're the newest yeah. person, they catch up. So you better have a strategy. So like, I guess now in, in terms of your spreadsheet, like what type of, I guess, key business indicators are you
1: tracking? Here's the thing is that my spreadsheet really doesn't get, I mean, you could, you could, go down so many rabbit holes and have such a complex spreadsheet. I, When I'm buying domains, I kind of go by gut, when I, when, especially when I was like, I've, I've temporarily stopped, name Cult, but it's been temporary for almost a year now. So I don't know if I'll ever get back to it. But when I was doing that, it was great because I would go through, well, basically GoDaddy expiration auctions every day. There's about on average 50,000 domains that go to auction. So that was my my thing is I would go through the list every night. And yeah, I didn't go through 50,000 domains. because. But you don't need to go through like 20 character infos and stuff like that. Right. So ultimately, I probably went through high four figure number of domains every night, you know, or, or sometimes in the day before, or whatever it was. But like, wow, over a while after, and, and it's like, okay, I go, go through lists the first time uh, and filter out the ones that, okay, this could be interesting. Like, might be, might not be good, whatever it is. I just, you know, filter out anything that's like a, even a, a faintest chance of being okay. And then from that list, there's usually like high hundreds. So you've already filtered it down from 50,000 down to, you know, maybe 10,000 of stuff you actually look at down to seven, 800 domains that are like, okay, maybe it's something, maybe not. And then, but from there, then you go through it again. And that's when you use the domain investors, number one tool in the world, Google. (laughs) <laughs> right you go and you figure out okay is is do these names relate to an industry where there are where there's a need for domains uh where there's potential buyers where there's buyers who are prepared to pay the price point the multiple that i need in, in order to pay for that domains domains in that portfolio that don't sell right so that's that's what's really important to 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 really ask those questions because uh, at the end of the day there's tons of great domains out there that are simply not good investments, right? And, and so, yeah, in terms of what, what industries I went to, I've never really stuck to anything. It was always, and that's one of the great things about domains is you could, you could wander a bit. I'm, a, I'm a more of a generalist, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I, there's so many things in this world that interest me. I've been lucky like, most of my life. I listen to the news, you know, three, four times a week. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch documentaries every, you know, probably a couple of times a week as well. You know, I'll, I, if I see something uh, online, I was like, that seems like cool science thing or whatever it is, like that's always caught my interest. So, you know, at a certain point, if you've been doing that your whole life, I think if you have a general knowledge of, you know, good understanding general knowledge around the world of different businesses and industries and, and everything there is, I think you do have a, a foot up in the domain industry because you can recognize the value in domains in a wide variety of industries. Um, so I never really focus on any one thing. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know, it's just uh, it's uh, it's fun to have stuff that you know, helps you learn new things. I've had domains that I, I looked on Google like I had nothing, no idea what it was about. Like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, oh, that's there's money in that thing. You know, it's like, uh, you know, that's the questions you ask is, is there money in the business that this domain, uh, you know, is targeted to? And if the answer is yes. Then there's a lot more questions you have to ask. Right. You also ask to ask, like, is there a number of people who would want this domain, or a number of companies who want this domain? Like, I mean, if it's just one, it's it's tough, right? But sometimes, if it's one, if it's the right one, it could be worth it. You know, it's all about the it's all about the number crunching, right? It's like if you have a if you have a few number of businesses in the industry, but they're going to pay a lot of money for the domain, then it's good. But and if you, conversely, if you have you know a large number of people looking for that type of domain, but the price point isn't as high, well, that could be good too if the volume's high enough. But, you know, you don't want domains that are like low money and low interest. That's <laughs> what you want to avoid, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's probably the number one recommendation I would tell people when they, when they come in the industry is be careful with those. Oh, that's a cool domain because those domains, that's, oh, it's a, that's a cool <laughs> one. They, they, that, that trigger your imagination because that's, that's one great thing about this industry is that, You know, it's great to have a great imagination, but it can hurt you too. In that Mm. if you think that could be a cool domain for, oh, I have a great idea for this domain, but the problem is, is that, you know, you need a multiple, you know, numerous amount of people to have that same idea and to to attach that idea to that domain and then to need to pay, you know, a hundred X or whatever multiple it is you need to make your entire portfolio profitable because you got to pay for those other 99 domains or 98 domains or 50 domains whatever it is that you're not going to sell so that those two things often get disconnected in new domainers they just see oh it's a cool domain somebody can do this with it and they don't realize that yeah but the question you really need to ask is is there somebody today or actually are there people today who are willing to pay a, a certain multiple and you know that's just easy to lose track of when you're excited about a cool domain I mean, and yeah. I know it's happened to me. It's happened to me many times, uh, but thankfully over the, over the last few years, I've learned to go through my list of potential purchases multiple times and ask myself, is somebody really going to buy that? Okay. Yes. Then, you know, I go through the list again, is somebody really, really going to buy that, you know? And then the third time is like, well, maybe not. And, and when you listen, to maybe not, then it's not a purchase. It's not a good investment because uh, you need. You need more than just good domains to be uh, profitable in this business, right? It's like good domains are good domains but are not necessarily good investments.
0: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Now you mentioned NameCult, like what what's the story behind that? What made you start namecult.com?
1: So, NameCult is when I so when I first got on in the industry in 96, uh, I joined NamePros. And I saw some people sharing stuff there as well, and uh, I was at the point where I was going through l- Quite deeply into the GoDaddy list, and I go. There's a bunch of these names here that I'm just I know I'm not going to buy. So I've already made the list. Might as well share it. <laughs> and that went on. That went on for about a year. After a year, I had, um, you know, I, I wasn't even had even have affiliate links on it for the first year. I was just sharing for the sake of sharing because it was it was fun. I was trying to learn. I was meeting new people. And, uh, but then I reached out to, to GoDaddy for their affiliate program. They actually said no twice before they accepted <laughs> me because, uh, it, well, I mean, the regular program is okay, but to do the list and stuff like that, they are very stingy. But anyways, long story short is that I also, uh, around the same time, I got to the point where my list was not just sharing 20, 30 domains, you know, and then it was like a hundred domains, 200 domains a day. It got to the point where sharing multiple hundreds of domains, because it was both auctions and closeouts and uh, my list didn't fit into a, into a post at Namepros. So oh, wow. I, I split them up into multiple posts, but it got kind of awkward, whatever, and then I just go, well, I'll just start a, a website, right, on the side. I still, I put the list on Namepros still, but then in my inventory, I have like too many domain or domains. So I go, I just went through a list, I go, <laughs> what's one that's kind of cool, short, sharp, that I probably won't sell at some point because it's like, and Namecult just came to the top of the list because like, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't use Namecult to uh as a end user facing sort of mm-hmm. uh brand because like cult is maybe maybe not i mean i think most people just take it for you know it's like okay you're you're an enthusiast enthusiast right but right. you know there is there is some people who take it the other way but it's like okay it's the perfect name for that and then so for after that for two years i was uh, every day i was sharing a list of domains going to auction that day and also uh the closeouts that day so it was like it was probably I probably probably shared about a million domains over the course of that time there. And, uh, yeah, so, and that probably helped me learn a lot too in this, in this industry is doing that filtration over and over again, you know, moving down domains, but yeah, so it's it's a uh, name called, it's still there. You can go look at the old list, but it's, it's all, it's all, uh, auctions from, uh, I, th- I think my last list was September of last year. I'm not hundred percent sure, but might've been October. But yeah, that's I'll,
0: what I was I'll, gonna ask. Were you still doing it? Or is there still a desire to do I've, it? Or?
1: I've, uh, I've, um,
0: do you have time to do it?
1: <laughs> I, I put it on pause. That's the whole thing. Is that, like, people ask me? Oh, I get people who who got my list before asking me all the time. They go, "Are you putting your list back? Bringing your list back?" There was, GoDaddy's platform. Let's just say that it's not always the the <laughs> the, the most friendly, smoothest, the most friendliest, smoothest platform in the world. I lost a lot of commissions because of various things either either bugs or their policies or whatever it was it got to the point where i was like yeah okay i could do this for fun still uh i was making decent money but it wasn't enough to live off of mm-hmm. uh, and it was just got to the point like uh, okay do i don't I, I i just i meant to take a break so officially i'm on break <laughs> but uh, well, how long that break is going to be might be another week might be another month I, I you know as you said there's a lot of things going on in my life and my my quote unquote real world job, which, you know, after I go back to it, I probably will not be there for that much longer. I, I kind of want to make the shift into mains full-time either. Really? Either, well, I mean either, either full-time like as a domainer or full-time as a domainer plus something in the industry. I'm not, I'm not, not sure. I'm still, uh still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Right. <laughs> that's what my mom, my mom said like, you know, two years before she retired, she goes, I, I'm just, I still got to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. I'm like, okay. that's, a, <laughs> that's a, a great thing to do. So yeah. So, uh, Xeno's reopening soon. I'll be going back, uh, but you know, at some point I was always planning on taking a sabbatical actually by the end of this year. But then COVID came and kind of threw a monkey wrench into things, and uh, yeah. So name cult maybe (laughs) maybe (laughs) I'll be back. I I I I, I did enjoy it, and I have stopped buying domains at that sort of volume, Mm. Um, and so I do want to get back into it because I'm I'm doing quite well, and I'm at the point now where either I got to sell a bunch of domains and work on other things on the side. Right. Or, or scale up even further, right? And, and really, and both options are kind of cool. <laughs> Not it. So Yeah, I'm like, I'm just so it's like eh, we'll see what happens. It's I'm like, I'm, I'm
0: weighing my options. I'm weighing my yeah. options, keeping things open.
1: Yeah, and the socials really like got me, you know, open to you know things online and YouTube stuff and all these things that like uh, yeah, I I mean I I don't know, it kind of interests me and I'm kind of. I've I've spent the last year learning it all, right? So it's like now, do I just go back and do my regular job and just do domaining part-time, or do I go take it to the next level and you know find something more exciting for me and while at the same time growing my domain business on the side? I think I'm leaning towards that option.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you this then. Have you found the consistency then that is desired that, you know, I guess, leads you to say, yeah, this is something that I could do full time.
1: So yeah, here's the thing is that I, I think is that once I hit like 2000 3000 domains, there was more consistency, ah. but there's still uh, like I'm at the point now where I'm comfortable about my annual sales, right? Like I, I know I can project I'll sell between this and that the month to month or week to it, week, it's still even at 3000 domains it's up and down. Admittedly, as most people know, I'm probably not as organized as I should be. Um, mm-hmm. I, I prob- I'm, I'm, I'm probably really underselling my, my portfolio. I probably, probably got another 50% worth of sales to even 100% uh, if I listed, priced everything, listed everywhere. That's, that's my big dilemma is do I price everything, don't I? I've been doing well with most of my domains not priced and I'm selling domains through negotiation, incoming negotiations, for more than I would, you know, put them as a Buy It Now. But uh. but the question is, is that how many sales am I losing because those domains aren't Buy It Now, right? Right. It, it's really about that balance, and I, and that's why people say you got to price your stuff, and it's not. I'm like, I know I do, but it's also why I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about it, and because you know, if like, uh, I know, like, this week, uh, well, no, two weeks ago, I had like, I was juggling three sales, of 5K and above, right? And uh, one's closed, one is about to close, and the other one's still pending. The one that's still pending is the highest one, obviously, but it's, it, it's you know, it's, I, if I had priced those by it now, I'm not sure I would have priced them at 5K. I might have priced them at 3K or something like that. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. But uh, that's the thing with pricing domains. is like it's, it's not too difficult to price other people's domains, but... <laughs> If it's in your portfolio they're your babies and and look the number one rule of, of all the things i've said so far the number one rule in domains is do not fall in love with your domains but why not like, but like you know don't fall in love with your dog like it's the same thing right like i love my dog you know it's like ah he's my, he's my little baby and like my portfolio the little the little, little the little uh little domains uh, running around my spreadsheet they're the little my babies too you know but uh <laughs> But it, it's good. It's, it's fun when they go to a good home, though. It's fun when you get a good a good discussion going. That's one other thing I enjoy about you know actually having in, incoming negotiations. Is that you know sometimes they're they're dry and to the point, point, uh, but sometimes they're, they're they're really fun discussions, and you really mm. help somebody get the domain they needed to start something really cool. You know whether they end up building it up or not, who knows? But uh,
0: <laughs> right, right. So then, so you do no outbound, none whatsoever.
1: None whatsoever. I think I sent one email once to some <laughs> for a reason that something triggered me. That like somebody was looking for something. Oh, I, 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 I'm not even sure if I ever sent that email. So, yeah, uh, I, I, otherwise, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah,
0: so we're in the same boat then. So yeah. what's interesting to me is just hearing you talk about, uh, you know, negotiating or listing in the buy now. For me, the confusion comes into you know, it's it's not a problem to list domain names to sell. No problem there. But to me, it seems like the thing that comes back to bite everybody is time. Yeah. That passes from the time you actually list it. Yeah, And remember to go back to update it Uh, If you remember to do that. Um, And so it's, you know, oftentimes and I've seen it and you've seen it as well on Twitter or some of the forums that somebody listed something, uh, let's just say back in 2017 for fifteen hundred dollars that in 2021, you know, they would sell that thing for five, six thousand dollars easy but they didn't know about it until they got the after nick email or whatever email that said <laughs> congratulations, hey, congratulations. We've, we've, we've,
1: Yeah, yeah yeah sold emails. and you're like, like yes yeah. no! it's not even it's not even that sold it's that they've the first email you get from after nick is that one thing that they've they've actually like you know they've got the funds you know it's like it's more it's like sold <laughs> and paid for yeah now all you need to do is just you know make sure the, the, the domain gets to them but right. it's like oh it's like those those emails are like great because it's like Okay, I don't even have to negotiate. It's like, oh, it's almost too easy, you know? Right. And, uh, but it, that's one thing in this industry, it's important to to know the different corners of them, right? As you said, like it, what you just told me now, it, ironically, this very week, I, just a few days ago, not, not even in those three ones I was talking about, I don't know, 5,000 price point is, is a little bit of magic lately, but uh, I had uh, an email from um, an AFNIC broker about one of my domains. I'd, didn't even remember pricing it because all my prices at nick are quite old, um, and I, I really got to review them. And a lot of them are just you know make off or whatever it is uh, when I have stuff at other places. But um, long story short, is I got this email from a broker, and um, he asked me about a domain, and um, there, was a, there was an, an offer already on the, on the table. It was like you know forty three hundred. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a that's a good offer for that domain. Uh, you know, if I would price it buy it now, might have been around there. Um, but you know, my, my gut instinct is first of all to always you know you, you don't really ever accept the first offer. There there is one exception, which is why I want to talk about this one. But uh, I, I, then I realized I looked around at my spreadsheet and I go, oh wait, so the offer was forty three hundred, but I had it priced at after Nick at five k <laughs> way back when. <laughs> so I'm like, so and this is the thing is that oftentimes I'm when I'm negotiating, I tend to be more firm than not i will give something but it's not like you don't i don't meet people in the middle usually you know it's usually like okay i'll absorb the you know whatever 200 fee or what you know something like that on a five thousand, right. thing, like I'll, I'll, I'll knock off 200 bucks or whatever. just just to show good faith but um you know if somebody's offering a thousand bucks and i have it at 5k you know unless i really think i want to sell us at 3k i won't sell at 3k you know usual I'll, I'll stand firm but uh so but in this case um you know i i automatically the first thing you ask uh a broker if they're contacting you in my mind is where is this offer coming from mm. is it is it is it through uh, godaddy or Afternic, or is it through one of your partner registrars and that's that's the one thing when you're dealing with afnik is here's a little tip I'll, I'll share with everybody is that if you're dealing with a partnership registrar what it means is that there's a potential customer who went to another registrar that's not godaddy who submitted a, a, a purchase request and that registrar contacted Afternick, who then contacted you. So, like, how much time has already gone through there? Right? We all know, you know, in in a certain number of certain percentage of, of uh, transactions or of, of negotiations, times time will kill a deal. Right. And there's certain times right. when that doesn't that doesn't hold up. It's not 100% true all the time, but there are certain instances where that is the case. And in this specific case where you don't know who that person was, was he, you know, uh, asking about the domain on um, the spur of a moment idea that he's going to drop in two days and it's going to, you know, jump in his uh, jump out of his head as soon as it got in it. Or it, it could be otherwise it could be somebody who really seriously wants it, but you don't know. And then so if you're dealing with Nick, and if you're within, for me, even if you're in 25% of my asking price and it's through a partner registrar, I oftentimes just, I just go for it. I just say yes, because the amount of time it takes for me to say yes to the broker, that broker to get back to the other registrar, back to the customer, and that customer to do the transaction for 25%, I think it's, <laughs> it's worth the risk reward. But, that, but that's the thing you got to know, because if it was through, if the inquiry had come directly through GoDaddy or through Afternoon, right. I might've said, no, I might've said, no, my price is 5K. Now at 43, it, it, you know, it was close enough either way that I probably would've said yes. But you know, if if it was maybe 3,500, well, then I might've said no in one situation and yes in the other, because knowing that by the time it gets back to the buyer and it's another registrar, like he's already moved on to his next domain, mm. right? So, yeah.
0: So I've had that happen to where, Go uh, go to Eddie Berker will contact me, and let's say I have like a Dan Lander up, and depending on what they come in at a lot of times, you know it it may be a domain that I look at, and I go, you know what? hey, um, you know I'm like and i and I know that they can go and look at this domain. It's like just type it in it's going to go to a Dan Lander, and you're going <laughs> to see a price that's there. And so a lot of times, you know, it's it's a matter of it's almost like a cat and mouse game that if I listed a domain, let's say 4000 and I'm like, it's there for 4000 uh, and they're come in and they're like, uh, you know, hey, 2880. I was like, no. Nope. And a lot of times I put it at 5000. And then like I start playing, I start setting reminders like 14 day. You know, twenty-one day, thirty-day, and put different prices on the calendar to go back to update. That's a cool uh, strategy, yeah. And oftentimes, I get the higher price, and I don't know if that's because, the, you know, they're seeing the they're seeing the the, the uh, they're uh, scared
1: it was gonna go even higher. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they're they're seeing it go all over the place, and so it's like, well, I don't know where this thing is gonna end, but I landed on it today, landed on it right now. This is what's gonna happen. Buy it now. So, I've seen that happen. um, Or, you know, there have been times that I've just been like, all right, 5,000 and they say 4,000. I'm like, I'll change it to 4,500. And I've woken up the next morning and it's gone.
1: Yeah. 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 I do that sometimes too.
0: And and, and so, you know, I do things like that that help tend to move the cell if the negotiation stalls. Uh, But yeah, it's like, man, you just have to have these different. Uh, pricing strategies and to a certain extent, sometimes just be be willing to to walk and just say, yeah, yeah. I'm just not willing to, to part and, ways.
1: And sometimes that's a smart decision. Like, I mean, when you're when you're negotiating all your sales or most of your sales, it's you have to ask yourself, like, OK, somebody offered me two thousand dollars for this domain and like, OK, it's a two thousand dollar offer. It's a great it's a great amount. Right. Um, but if. How many times are you going to, by saying no this, how many times, how many times will you get a sale at $7,000, right? Right. And if if the question is uh, less than three or less, well, then you say no, because, you know, you'll, overall, you'll be making more. But if it's like more than four four or more times, well, then you're losing money, right? Because you would have made $8,000 with four different domains of that quality. You know, it's it's all about theory, right? I, I I never really talk about a single domain. It's more like, you know, I have a certain number of domains of this category and, you know, if I say no at 2K, you know, X number of times and hold out for seven, how many how many times do those no's turn into, oh, yeah, okay, I'll still go higher. And it happens. Mm-hmm. But you again, that's why it's really important to know your portfolio because there are cases where your domain might not ever get anything more than a $2,000 offer, right? So it's really important to, to to get a pulse on your portfolio, on your domains, and to know what category, what bucket of your portfolio. Does it fall into? Is it is it really the type that you can say no to at two thousand dollars and expect to have another offer come in in your lifetime? You know, it's sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes the answer is no. That's you know, like people often ask for advice in certain things, and it's like no, it's it's not always clear cut. You know, every domain is a little bit different, and yeah, I like to look at them in a bucket together, but you know, at at the end of the day, each domain is its own little unique little piece of magic, right? So. It's, uh, <laughs> you got to know which, which ones to say yes to, which ones to say no to.
0: Right. And speaking of category, like what types of domains or what categories of domains do you invest in?
1: I, I would say uh, the bread and butter, the bulk of my portfolio is probably like, you know, solid two word dot coms, like adjective business, adjective something, you know, the, like I, it, well, I would categorize as a brandable, but not a made up brandable. I do mm-hmm. have some made up brandables, mostly, you know, like mostly five characters and stuff like that. Uh, some made up words where, where the root word is a real word in a, in a, you know, a good, strong business. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 95, my, my, 95% of my portfolio is.com. .coms. I have a lot of phrase domains. I have probably a few hundred phrase domains, uh, which I love because, uh, this little, little recent wave of, of, uh, sales and even bigger wave of inquiries that like hopefully will turn into sales eventually that I've been getting. A lot of in these uh, little, like you know, three-word, f- even four-word phrases. You know, like just, uh, it, and those are fun because I think as these these one-word .coms get more and more saturated, then it's like, where is the next step? And everyone right. says, well, two-word .coms, and it's like it's <laughs> not that easy. It's because you know the one words. It's like it's not even about the words. It's about you know on a scale of one to a million or one to whatever number it is, how memorable is this domain? Right? Like, there's some one word dot coms that aren't memorable at all. Like, I've going through lists way back when I was doing them. Every day, there'd be at least one English word that would just, I would not even touch. I wouldn't even put it on my list because it was just, <laughs> it was too obscure or too, like, whatever it is. So, just because it's one word doesn't mean anything. But, like, phrases do seep into people's memories, uh, I think, a lot more than right. a lot of even two word dot coms or even a, obscureoneword.com, right? So, but you know, it doesn't mean that you take any three word phrase and, and you know, think they're, they're, they're gold. No, you have to have things that are either known or just could be used for a slogan or just things that are catchy or, or funny. It's like, you know, there, there's so many possibilities, but at the same time, there's many more possible ways of getting it wrong. But yeah, I'm, I'm seeing an increase in these types of veins and they're, they're, uh, uh, they're, they're fun to work with too because you, you Especially the ones that are kind of a fun play on words. Uh, <laughs> you know, the person making the inquiry is going to be a fun person to, to negotiate with. Right? right. So it's like, it's, a, it's a, that's the thing. I, oftentimes, like, I have some negotiations that are just so dry. And I'm just so like analytical and whatever it is. I, or, well, I'm just not even analytical, I'd say. I'm just more, more like just to the point and dry. And, and then other ones where it's like I'm getting to these huge conversations. And, and like, at the point at the end, I'm like, I'm not, I don't even care if the main sells or not, you know? And those are usually, <laughs> The, the highest sell-through rates, right? It's those ones where you you engage in, in the person, you get to that level where it's like, okay, you know, you're trying to make things work, and and uh, and then you have the the you have the uh, you have the uh, I'll do the air quotes here, the 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 student, right, working on his project, and those ones I love <laughs> too because like if I if I know somebody's playing games with me, I'm pretty good at playing games, and I use that, and I have so much fun with those too. So, uh, I, I, you know it's, it's fun to have those other negotiations to, to deal with, but uh, (laughs) they're all, they're all different. Everyone is a little bit different. And uh, you have to know, uh, you have to, you have to know which ones are which, right. That's, that's why I think I'm lucky in in having dealt with people most of my life. And uh, that probably gives me a little bit of advantage in reading people. I mean, I I never really realized it until now, because before it's like, well, it didn't really change anything. Right. If I wasn't selling my own stuff, I, I did some sales before, like when I was really young and then, at the casino obviously it's like i'm facing people but it's it's not my money right and and if anything working in a casino it's not even about making money in a casino you know if you're at a table it's uh you're not there to to make money you're there to make sure the game's applied uh by the rules right you're you're there to to make sure the game remains uh integrous yes. integrity or whatever it's right and and besides that there are winners and there are losers. Right. And, and in a casino, it's like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the games are all made so that the house wins. Right. It's not it's not magic. It's not like because they're luckier. <laughs> it's, no, the games are designed to have a little bit of an edge and that with volume, it ends up being a, a whack ton of money, you know, and, and uh, but like I never it never really affected me because it wasn't it wasn't my my stuff right now. It's my domain. So it's uh it's I'm 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 more aware of of you know the the uh, negotiation side of it and you know how do you have to adapt to who your potential customer is and try to use their language, their tone and, and and you know, there's 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 people that I joke around with, you know, and there's others who I would not I wouldn't even start joking around with. You know, it's just you have to be able to read that and, and it's not easy sometimes, right? And through email through, through, through text. It's like, uh, you know, it's tone of voice isn't there. You know, you don't know if the guys joking or not. Right. When you're, when you're, when you're writing stuff, that's probably another advantage I have going back when I had my old, my old music website, the DJ club music website is that it was a community from around the world with like 30,000, even more than 30,000 members. Right. Not obviously not all active, but it was still a very large, very, very large community. You learn very quickly at that point in time, how to, communicate in ways where there are as few misunderstandings as possible. Mm, that's you know? good. For a lot of people around the world, English isn't necessarily their first language. Right. right. So and that's why for me, like, you know, on the socials, I ask people not to swear and just to watch your language and all that stuff. It's not because I, swearing bothers me much. Like if I go to a bar with some friends and one of them swears, it doesn't bother me at all. Right. But when I'm when I'm trying to set the tone for how we represent ourselves as an industry, Right. That's very different, especially in our industry, as I said before, you know, it's like where we uh, we're, we've already got, you know, a bad reputation in some people's eyes right. that we're trying to fight for the respect. And, you know, if I think if we set a good, you know, tone of good, clear communication um, with, you know, minimizing misunderstandings, I think that alone, it does go a long way. People often overlook that fact. But as somebody who had a community of 30,000 people, I've I've seen the difference of what a smiley face at the end of a sentence can do, right? It's like so, how sometimes some people might think somebody's being sarcastic versus just trying to be funny, right. right? And be snarky or just be, you know, trying to have fun. And it's like I've seen I've seen situations where I read something that oh, these guys are going to have fun together because they're joking around so well, and then it was not at all that because one person took it personally and and, like didn't understand it was it was sarcasm and it's it got blown out of proportion now you know obviously in the domain industry there's a lot more english than than otherwise so it's like you know there's a lot we can still get away with but it's just i try to keep things you know (laughs) as as um i know clear as possible as i would say right uh, unfortunately, that doesn't always equal to to be concise <laughs> as possible, <laughs> but I try. I try.
0: <laughs> well, that was going to be the question was you know based upon your casino experience and being able to read people. Obviously, you're reading body language. You're reading uh, many things at, at once with multiple people, not just one yeah. person. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you have a lot that's going on, and that was going to be the thing of how do you think that that's given you the edge over uh any other domainer in terms of your ability to negotiate uh and and reach a sale you know cuz for most people that don't have experience i mean that's yeah. not their their thing it's kind of like oh my gosh i got excited i got an inquiry where for yeah. you that's probably it's like okay yeah we got an inquiry but now, how do we how do we start to understand where we're at and what level of field or play that we're playing on? That's a, yeah,
1: that's a, that's a great question. I mean, like until earlier on, when you were asking me this, it's like I didn't really think about my how my past really affects my current negotiations. I mean, if, maybe a little bit, but I mean, it's it's a good question because look, I've I've had <laughs> I won't say how long I've been doing it, but I mean, I've been in the casino for many many years since like the nineties, as I said, late nineties or whatever it is, and and so I've been dealing pretty much every game there is with such a wide variety of people combine that with the few years I had with my online community, which is a totally different ball game, but also really critical in in informing, you know, good clear communication skills um, that it's, yeah, it it definitely does give me a leg up. How exactly? I mean, I don't know. As I said before, like it's, I think it's critical. To be able to read and adapt to a person that you're negotiating with, yeah. and just kind of uh, sometimes just join them in whatever they are at, at their level, and sometimes well, it might not be appropriate might, because you know if you're negotiating and you want a certain outcome, some types of people it's it's okay to do certain things with, and other types of people it's not. But I mean, yes, obviously, like if I'm dealing at a craps table, it's the same thing. I, I have customers who 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 come to have fun and they don't care. They lose. I won't say numbers, but you know, <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid amounts of money. Let's put it that way. large amounts of money and win or lose getting into the land of mortgages. They don't care and, and they're like, and they don't care. And, and like, if you, if you tell them they're an idiot for doing that, they laugh and that's what they're there for. Right. And, but you, especially, especially if you're in a casino with doing that kinds of money, you have to be sure that if you're calling that guy an idiot, you know, he knows you're joking around <laughs> with him. Right. But, but that's the thing is that, you a lot of my colleagues would be afraid to do that right but i'm mm. able to read a person enough that it's like yeah I, I know this guy's here to have fun and it's like you know he do the same thing if his friends were there right and, right and that's what you got to realize like why is he there and how what sort of experience does he want and that i guess I guess it does translate into domain negotiations, right? Yeah. I never I never really thought of it that way, but yeah, good good observation. Because yeah, because it's
0: it, you know, because you're you're dealing with somebody on the end and you've got to figure out how serious are they? Are they really yep. down to their last dime, yep. to their last hundred dollars? Or is this just a ploy that, you know, hey, they're sitting on, you know, a round of funding, but they're just kind of toying away here at the twenty five hundred dollar range and knowing that they could go all the way up to 30,000. Yeah. Well, you don't know that. And it's a matter of, it takes skill. It's not just luck. I go, it takes skill to walk someone from that initial $1,500 offer, $2,500 offer into the land of, of high four, high five figure sales.
1: Yeah. And, and and like, sometimes that information is just not there, Mm. but, but that's, Like I mean, I'd say it's your job, but it's not. Obviously, you're working for yourself as a as a domain investor. But it's your job to yourself to get as much information about the potential buyer as possible. And do you research
0: a a lot of? I mean, every every offer I get in, every
1: offer I get in, I'll I'll throw them through like uh, Domain IQ, and I'll through again the the domain investor's number one tool through Google. Uh, You know, you, you check LinkedIn a little bit. I I kind of avoid LinkedIn a bit because I don't want them to know that I'm. Checking them out, I got I gotta create a second LinkedIn account with a, a sort of fake thing. But I mean, it, it's uh, 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 I, But I mean, yeah, I'll always I'll the rabbit hole I go through when I'm trying to find information for a for a potential buyer is is usually pretty deep. <laughs> it's usually pretty deep. I'm I'm going. You know, I check the who is I'll, 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 of the uh, no of all. If if they have a if I go through domain I, I queue and I, I find you know that they have other domains I'll check the who is of the domains to see is there another email that I'm missing and I'll, you know it's like I I will do bounce around quite deep and uh, you know if it's if it's straight up then it's uh, a lot easier and usually if if they're straight up with their name and who they are uh, I generally trying to make things easier you know I, I just I'm I'm pretty honest pretty straightforward I'm I i do not play you know Overprice my thing, knowing to negotiate right. down. Usually, those types of people—they just their their business, right? Either they're going to buy it, or they're not going to buy it. They have a certain price, and that's about what it is. Um, but then there's other people who play games that you got to, yeah, play games too, right? So
0: now, have you now have you ever had a moment to where you're like, ah, this person—they're just probably tire kicking, but it actually turned into a good sizable sale.
1: That's a good question. Well, well where I thought, yes, yeah, because like you know, uh, yeah, I, here I'm talking about all my experience in the past, leading making me you know, decent at, at negotiations, like I'm not, an expert, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not an expert negotiator and I, I'm not an expert, uh, uh, salesperson, you know? And, and so, yeah, I do get surprised sometimes, you know, it's like, uh, but you know, more often than not, I think I, I'm pretty good at figuring out the pulse, but yeah, there are exceptions where it's like, oh, okay. You know, uh, I wasn't expecting this, I, you know, cause I mean, nobody should do this. But I'm sure, as you know, as a domainer, it's like you get an incoming offer, more often than not, you get that vibe, right? You get that vibe where it's like, yeah, this guy's, it's a tire kicker. And I have no idea why, because sometimes it comes through a form where it's like he offers 200 bucks, right? And you you have no idea whether they just put $200, not because they think the domain is worth $200, but because it's like, well, I want to contact you and negotiate with you directly. So I'm just putting in a random number, right? Mm. And then us on our side, we often, some domainers could take that personally. Right, it's like he's only offering two hundred dollars. I was like, well, again, this is a question of where clarity and communication uh, uh, is important because maybe he typed in two hundred dollars or she typed in two hundred dollars because they just put in a number because they wanted, they thought that would take them next step of contacting you directly, right? Which is what they really wanted, and and then yeah, then they might be prepared to pay ten k or however much. There's people who have stories where they can go even higher, right? So uh, yeah, end line, it's give every, every incoming offer a chance. And, uh, you know, you never know. I've I've had, yeah, I've had had sales uh, where it's, yeah, I didn't think they would come out. (laughs) I I will admit, I'll admit to that, you know, I'm, uh, uh, it's, it's happened
0: well switching up gears here so one of the things that's that i've just kind of picked up on along the way along this journey and just getting to chat with you so you are really based around community i can definitely tell you just have a heart for creating communities whether it was from the dj website uh just in terms of name cult but you also have some other dealings in terms of the domain social as well as the domain show so i mean Talk a little bit about both of those. Like, how did you, I guess, stumble into doing this whole Domain Social? And for those that don't know, what is it? What is the Domain Social?
1: Well, Domain Social is basically every Friday since, uh, well... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to ask if you know who Mike Seiger is, but if you're in the main industry and you don't know who Mike Seiger is, you, you're in the wrong industry. Just quit. But just, yeah, quit. just 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 stop now. <laughs> but he, he started in March of 2020, like right at the cusp where everything was shutting down, what he called, uh, the quarantine social mm-hmm. where you just, you, know, you invited some friends and, uh, it was it ended up being Fridays and it grew every, you know every few weeks, it grew and grew and, uh. Then in July, as things were actually end of June, when things were starting to open back up, he announced uh, at the last show of, of June uh, that that would be the last one. And he was taking a break and he was like, the way he phrased it, he wasn't too sure whether it was a break or stopping, or he said, at one point he said break, but then he said stopping, whatever it is. And he says, well, you know, if anybody wants to take over, you know, get in touch. And a few of us did. Um, And it ended up uh that's when i registered the domain social.com and then i I just ran with it there and it's fun it's it's a meeting weekly meeting on zoom where uh we've been anywhere between like 40 and like 80 people sometimes even actually the one after the namescon we ended up 120 people or something like that so uh that was was the first namescon. i think it is maybe it was the second one i don't know but we've we've had you know varying number of people And, and it's it's what's fun is that it's it doesn't really matter how many people are there because if it's a smaller number, then it's more intimate, and we have a lot of fun. And if it's a larger number, then we'll we have a lot more data to, to feed off of, and information to feed off of. And it, it works either way. Um, and so, yeah, for the last, so now it's been exactly a year. I think on the third was the first one I did. Third of July, 2020 was the first one that that was uh, after uh, Mike, Mike's, and uh, it's been great. It's been one year where I think uh, I mean, I've learned a lot about this industry. I've shared a lot, and I've. Completely aside, much more important, I made a lot of really fun, interesting, cool friends, you know, who who like when I meet in person, I'm going to give them a big hug because I've probably spent more time with them over the last year than any of my real world (laughs) friends. You know, it's like uh, it's those social. We start at three o'clock Eastern and sometimes we end at nine. Sometimes we end at ten. Sometimes 11, and we've sometimes ended uh, well, well after midnight. And there's a couple guys from Europe in there. Again, I won't name names because there's too many cool people there. But um, who were there, like at six, seven o'clock in the morning uh, in Europe? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, in, in Turkey or, or Estonia or, or whatever it is. You know, it's like it's uh, it's it's really cool. So it's uh, i am I'm I'm really I'm really grateful to this industry for. Um, for like the actual business, but also just for all, meeting all the cool people uh, and cool friends that uh, I'm looking forward to meeting in person someday, sooner than later. So yeah, that, that's, that's the socials. And um, with me going back to work imminently, I don't know when, it's still day by day almost. I'm not too sure what the status of that's gonna be. I might, um, my schedule um, at the casino used to be, I'd work uh, a two week schedule, I'd be off every second Friday. So oh, nice. I'm not too sure how I would work that in. Maybe get special um, guest host every now and then. There's something different. Maybe maybe a certain Alvin Brown might pick a week. Or whatever <laughs> is. I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about hey, it. Hey, who knows? Uh, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen at some point. Or I'll just figure it out a rotation of different days. But I, I like sticking to one day. Might not even be yeah. Friday, right? Because now that COVID is over, right? Or sorry, I should not say that COVID is not as far from being over. Uh, but I mean over in terms of the day-to-day lives of people in North America, uh, people going back to work, right?
0: Right, yeah, so, like the, the complete shutdown of, yeah. of every, so, everything and everyone.
1: Yeah, so the Fridays, whereas before people were like, you know, they might still be working from home, but like they'd be finished work and be at home, right? There's no transportation, there's no going for groceries. It's like Friday was really convenient for last year. Maybe that might change. I don't know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. That's, um, that's the socials. The, the main show that you mentioned, that was basically a pagehouse uh, conference that he asked me to uh, produce last year and uh as we mentioned before <laughs> uh before recording that was really a lot of fun that was he asked me to uh, produce that shortly before the show and um oh geez here I'm losing my voice I'm talking too much but uh I'm going to some water
0: here it is Not this so, guy this guy hosts the domain social that yeah. goes on eight nine hours yeah. and he can't even talk to me for that well at
1: least there were like 40 <laughs> 50 people sometimes right here so you got you got me spilling all the beans of all, all my other stuff but oh yeah, so
0: goodness
1: page last year you asked me to uh, to produce that and that was a lot of fun i i, I learned a lot about that and uh page is probably the most interesting and eccentric people in this in this industry (laughs) uh he's had his hands on so many different corners and so many different Mm. things and uh it's um it was a lot of fun doing that with him uh so um whether there'll be another domain show i would be inclined to say yes uh when exactly Um, you got to talk to Paige about that one <laughs> that'll, be, <laughs> that'll be his decision uh, i'm i'm definitely if i get enough notice and if i'm back at work and i can, i'll book time off and i'll i'll do that with him for sure it was a lot of fun um but yeah it was uh that was a that was the first online domain uh, virtual conference or whatever you want to call it that was like right a couple months before I think that first names con came and that was it was fun it was it was crazy there was fires everywhere because it was like all these new social platforms and online conferences and stuff. Like they've already been around for years, but not really. Like the COVID, right. the, not the COVID level, you know, like when COVID came, Zoom exploded, everything exploded. But, you know, last year when we did this, there was all these platforms that were just starting. So there'd be like half the features were there, the, the, the information and, and the help was like not non-existent. And it's just like, you know, sometimes it's just, oh, you had to turn one thing off in on one page and everything would work. Yeah, but, but you wouldn't be able to take you five hours to figure it out because there'd be no, no help and it was just trial and error. But uh, it was no, it was great. So that that's the uh, the conference. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I, I do have some plans of my own uh, to do like I did the domain panel a few times and I'm keen on maybe doing a few more sort of, you know, themed sort of shows and uh, here and there. But um, mm. you know, time time is, is an issue. Yeah, I, I've actually been planning a few of them, but that's the problem is that I've been planning for the last several months because, with work, it's been I could be going back to work in two weeks, right? And and to plan events online, you generally need more than two weeks, right? Just to not- notify people and if I, you know, if in three weeks on a specific date that I choose, I don't know if I'm going to be back at work. It just ah. it, I, it's, it's 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 been it's been frustrating. So I mean, I've I've been I've been really lucky. I think you know most people I, I know have been pretty lucky. You know, we live in, in a part of the world where You know this pandemic has has been it's not i'm not going to say it's been easy to write out because it hasn't been for for many of us i i've I've lost people but i mean to to live in in canada or in the united states it's a really special thing we're we're very we're very lucky in north america uh to be where we are um because there's other corners of the world where it hasn't been so good so you know i i don't i hate complaining to say that you know i'm oh day by day and whatever it is It's, it's it's a complaint on a very superficial complaint level so i just don't 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 take that the wrong way you know yeah I, i've been lucky it's just that i can't i can't plan anything so right yeah i just uh <laughs> make that right. clear is that and i'm not saying i'm not i'm not asking for sympathy on that front it's like i've had it pretty good so you know but uh yeah so now one of the thing?
0: things that that has definitely popped into my mind just like left fieldish, is like I guess now, do you invest in any CCTLDs? Like I know everything. Dot, io. Dot, vc. Dot, dot. Ag. Dot. Whatever two letter. I'm like, man, things have seemed to be on a rocket ship ride for some of these CCTLDs. So, do you invest or no?
1: I would. Well, I started with. Dot co. So yes. But <laughs> I I'm at the, at its peak, I I think I I think I had around 300.cos but that was when i was wow. at the end But that was in the end when I was most of them were like one dollar promos yeah,
0: what was that so so is that one word two word combos? they or? were
1: like single terms, one words or single terms okay. um and that was like in 2016. got gotcha. it by the, by the end of the first cycle i dropped a chunk of them i think i was probably down to about 50 like now i'm down to 12 right so oh. um I've so a so, so you know, Arf, you is it? that normal,
0: though, for you in terms of saying, yes, I'll take a promo code, I'll go register a couple hundred of these within a, you know, within a strict parameter of, let's just say a single term or single word or single phrase, and then not register them going into that second year?
1: Um, No. Uh, Well, <laughs> I, well okay, here's the thing is that I would recommend <laughs> it. I, if you're going to go in that, d- dip your toes into that pond. <laughs> definitely do that. Definitely do that. Do not renew 100% of the domains that you got that you acquired at $1 when the renewal is $25, right? Right. I just I just don't really operate in those in those uh anymore like I have, I'm looking at my spreadsheet now. I have like 95%.com. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I'm 95%.com, 2%.org, 1%.net, right? So oh. that leaves. I and I have I have 19.biz. I have Three dot .ca's, but I think those are more personal ones because I'm in Canada. I have three dot .cc's, eleven dot COs, I have twenty dot infos. Dot, .dot .infos. I have a couple of dot .infos from before that I actually. So when I say 2016, that's maybe even a little bit of a lie because so I did get a couple of domains much, much earlier .dot .infos. Mm. Like I have diet .info, but that wasn't really. I got that you know maybe to build out. You know it was like yeah I know it's I know it's worth money, but it's also maybe to build out. That was i think that was in 2011 2012 2013 I don't know, somewhere around there um but you know i had a small i think i got webmaster.info as well that was through a special godaddy auction that was kind of like that's what got my attention a bit but uh uh otherwise yeah uh, in terms of i i i am a little reluctant <laughs> for the dot vcs and the dot ios and dot ais mm-hmm. i think dot ios are probably the strongest of those. Um, the other ones, I just, there are sales. I'm just fearful of how many sales there actually are versus how many domains have been acquired. Right. Like, it's like, I mean, uh, there are certain people in, in this business who really know what to get, what, which words and terms to get. My, and I, I see a lot of uh, other domainers getting like two word dot VCs, two word dot AIs, you know, Two word .ios and I, with .io .io now I think it has grown a lot. Like you got it, you have to give .io a lot more respect. Right. And even just two years ago, like if you get a great two word .io, like I mean, really great, it might not be such a bad investment today. I I just don't have any .ios myself. It's just I'm doing pretty well with .coms. So yeah, I would definitely though. Getting back to your question, if people are doing that, be careful with your price points because your average holding cost for do- these restruct- repurposed, dot, uh, I mean these repurposed uh, country codes, they uh, the renewals are not cheap on some of them, um, at all. Yeah, you know, at all, at all. Yeah, like I, I have, I've, I've got ten dot TVs. T-dot TV, I like too. Uh, you know, when it has to do with TV stuff, um, you know, especially as a generic term or something like that, I think it could be you could be used for a YouTube channel or something like that. But again, like I have like 10, 11 of those. So uh, the CCTLDs, I, I think you have to be careful in what you do. Uh, like you, if, if you're operating within a country, that's fine, right? Because in some countries, the CCTLD is even stronger than .com. Um, whereas in other countries, they're not. But the repurposed ones, again, you just got to be careful because the number of domains that actually do sell at, at prices that are worthwhile, to invest in, I think are are a lot smaller than people think. Oh, totally. I, yeah, and, and I think there. Are, and that warning isn't to everybody, right? There, are, there are certain people who are making money with those domains, but I just fear like people hear, oh, you see now he's what these .io cells going for six figures. Right. My fear is that you know, you know people are going to start really dipping a lot of money to them, and you know it's gonna be the wrong ones. But right. but you know that warning is just as valid in .com. Right, I see you go. You go to, well, I don't want to name any place, but you go to a certain uh, domain forum, and you see some people posting certain you know, two word domains, and like ninety nine percent of them are like zero value. Dot coms, yeah. right? Yeah. Dot coms. You know, there's it's just you know it's just that it's it's already difficult in dot com. That dipping when you step your toes outside of dot com, it becomes significantly harder because you're costs are higher your your sell-through rates are higher but sometimes the opportunities are there so yeah i don't say stay away from them but you know be very prudent if you do go into those
0: yeah yeah Yeah. definitely And and that's one of the things that i think for for most investors it's especially when you're entering you know it use caution at the highest level of when you're looking at Twitter when you're looking on some of these forums yeah. uh yeah. Y- while it's exciting to get you know hey oh such and such bought this name for forty dollars and they flipped it for yeah. four thousand
1: that's exciting, but that's yeah. it's it's only half the story yeah and and if to, that to, to jump into something with only half the story i mean you it's you you can't do that like i mean it's like uh you if you're in a boat right and you see this nice horizon of water it's like oh you want to go jump in right because you see this nice sunset and <laughs> water still water whatever it is but like there's another half right what's below the water right <laughs> what's below <laughs> the water right are there rocks is there seaweed is there is there uh, is there sharks is there exactly. you know there so it's like you you have to you really need both sides of the story and, right. and it's like uh in and this this industry is, there's so much information out there, right? Like go back and listen, go back and listen to your podcast. If somebody's listening, go back and listen to Alvin's previous podcast. Go back as far as you can. Then, then go to uh, Domain Sherpa. Domain, right. Domain Sherpa, uh, I mean, all those old ones. I mean, obviously take them with a grain of sand because some specific things within the industry have changed. Right. But a lot of the overall concepts are still the same thing. And, and just, I, I learned so much from walking my dog. My little, my little, my little buddy Steamy, <laughs> as everybody knows, Steamy, like he he's probably why I'm a success in this business because I've spent thousands of hours walking him over the last X number of years, uh, and uh, and listening to old Sherpas and main name wires and uh, the other podcast, and the Josh's and yours that yeah. uh, you know since then. And but you know when I started in tw- in 2016, you know there the was basically you know there was just such a mountain load of, of information on, on domain Sherpa. So like, I, I'm uh, with Mike Seiger, he's probably listening to this. Like it, there's, <laughs> there's very few people in this world who I'm, I'm more grateful to uh, than, than him because of, because of the socials, the socials that got me onto doing all the, the, the social stuff. I'm just learning a whole new aspect of, of the computer stuff and the internet stuff and, all, and I'm really enjoying it, but also for giving me the fundamentals of domain education. Right. I mean, I, I probably would not be a successful domainer today if I hadn't absorbed all that information initially. Uh, yeah. And I and 100% today, agree. Today, there's even more information, right? There, I mean, it's just, it, it's, uh, if somebody starts buying thousands of thousand dollars of domains without actually getting information, it, it, it just, it's just their own fault, right? It's just all free. It's, it's great. And then if you can't afford it, know take dn academy with uh, with michael as well but uh you know if not there's still lots of free information out there Uh, again like uh you know as somebody who knows how much work it is uh i'm very grateful to you and everybody who sits in your you know in your shoes yeah uh, andrew and and jt and, and 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 everybody i want to start saying names because i'm going to forget one person it's <laughs> me like oh, okay keith but, and yeah all, yeah exactly all keith, actually keith keith is awesome because i his are a little bit shorter so i yeah. always listen to him when i'm cooking he's like my cooking guy he's my he's my cooking companion you know i always have certain things here <laughs> or there and yeah so it's like uh but yeah but but yeah i mean there's, there's there's so much great information out there that it's just uh you know get to it absorb information before spending too much money because it's not as easy as people make it out to be you know if i've seen a lot of people kind of come in gung-ho and like you know guns blazing and then sure enough a couple months later it's like oh okay. another one bites the and dust then, and then a year later they're like, they're like they're none of them are renewed and it's like well you know i i think it's important to learn from your mistakes to a certain point i mean do buy some things but you know there's also such a thing as like paper trading you know right. like go through people's lists know, and uh, I'm not doing name cult anymore. But if I was, I would tell people, you know, don't even buy from my list. Take my list. Mark down five that you would buy. What price point would you buy them at? See if you would have gotten them that see if other people bid on them and then take those names and ask people in the industry. Were these the best five names? Did Did I choose right? Right. And it's and it's it's not even the best five names because oftentimes, again, it's it's best domains and most Investable domains are two different things, mm. right? A good domain is not necessarily an investable domain. I've seen people like you go listen to some of the old sherpas, and some of the, the sherpas are saying, "Oh, those are great domains. This is a great portfolio." But then you listen to how much they paid for those domains. Right. I was like, "No, these, those were not good investments. They're gonna <laughs> they'll be lucky to sell them for what they bought them for, right?" So it's like, "You, you have a great portfolio," so they're all happy. But it was like, "No, it's like." Oof. What, what did you buy them at right because that's that's the information you need to know if you're gonna be a good investor is how much do you buy them for what do you sell them for that's your multiple how much is that multiple versus your average holding cost and then what's your sell-through rate you know how right. much are you not selling that you need to pay for and all that together that's how you can decide whether you're a good domain investor or not are you profitable or not and th- i'm very thankful again to everybody who have helped me with my domain e- education that i am Profitable, and I've been for a couple of years now, and it's fun. It, it's like there's nothing. There's, as I said before, there's nothing more magical than domains. It's like the perfect coming together of of like logic and 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 statistics and 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 just hard data and art and, and, and imagination. And it's just this. It all comes together, right? And it's just there's very few things in the world that really merge such a spectrum of of great you know different things, and it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's magic
0: <laughs> well man speaking of merge like what about clubhouse and the domain social like how have you juggled both of those or are you even on clubhouse
1: i got on clubhouse a little late because i'm an android guy i got on clubhouse i want to say i was in march that's right it was in March. i had my party hat when it was my birthday <laughs> <laughs> I was like the week i got awesome. my first week the party hat when it says your first week, it was on my. Ber- it wasn't my birthday when I joined, but it was like that week, right? So on my birthday, I still had the party hat. So <laughs> end of March, I got on, and I, you know, I, I lasted. I want to say about six weeks or so. I met some amazing people there, and I, I, I want to get back on a little bit, but I also saw a lot of, you uh, uh, <laughs> <to> say, questionable <laughs> behavior we'll just leave it at that you know it's not again it's not so much the language language right. is one thing when you're right. representing an industry i think i would choose that people use better language but if yeah. you're in a closed group it doesn't matter so much but i'm what i'm talking about in terms of questionable behavior we heard some strategies. Not, is not it's not about the language it's about you know it was like groups of this group and that group and people getting angry and it's like uh it's kind of kind of yeah kind of, but i want to i want to give it a go again and uh we'll see i mean um Uh, yeah the social i mean it doesn't need to be and linked to any one place right now that Mm. i was always against starting stuff on clubhouse when it was apple only right because i didn't want to leave people in limbo uh people who were you know my friends (laughs) from the social i didn't want to leave anybody who had an android behind but now that that's changed yeah I, I, i might do a couple of uh socials on on clubhouse maybe <laughs> again yeah. maybe i don't know <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a question of time right
0: right right well a question of time and it's also one of the things i think that's in my opinion most intriguing about the social is that there is a standard of hey we want you to have your video on if you can um and that has made a big difference
1: it's uh, i mean i'd like that uh, I, it's not certainly not a rule. People are, are there if people want to go for a walk and listen audio only, right. like like Clubhouse, that's totally fine, and I love to have you there. I, I do find that there's an extra level of uh, a layer of communication that's communicated over video when you like it's, it's you know, yeah, yeah There's di- again there's different filtration, right? There's different levels of communication. There's written where there can be a lot of misunderstandings. Then there's audio, which is a lot better than written. Cause you can still hear tone of voice and things like that. Right. But then there's also visual where like somebody could say something, you might you're not sure it's sarcastic or not, or, you know, but you see them smiling, you know, the context, right. It's there, there is another threshold there, but you know, again, like I, I, for it to be, for everybody to have their camera on it's it's, that it just doesn't happen. It's not really realistic, but um, yeah, it's fun when people do. Uh, I, I do find it's, it, it it just feels more like a community when it's like that. Right, um, but you know, nothing. It's Clubhouse and audio only. I think right. it's cool for a lot of people. and that, you know, uh, you can walk your dog, <laughs> oh, totally, and, and be on Clubhouse, right? <laughs> which is, you know, which is what I do for a while until when I was tethering my phones, I realized how much bandwidth I was eating through. <laughs> that's another reason, probably, that's probably, another reason why I, I, I took a little bit <laughs> break. Uh, I, went, I, have, I have I have ten gigs before they throttle it down, and that first month I was, I was, I think it was like nine gigs of Clubhouse only, and then. One gig of other stuff. So I'm like, okay. It's I'll like
0: nine this. gigs across three days. <laughs> well, I walk.
1: You guys know if i have and if, if you know anything from the socials, people listening here. You know my dog Steamy. He's he's a little dash hound. He's a cute little guy. Um, but there are some weeks in the summer where we can walk 100 kilometers. Wow. And he's a dash hound, little hot dog, short little legs. He's a good consistent. Well, I mean, he used to be. He's a little bit slower now, but he used to be about. Oh, sorry. A hundred kilometers is about 65 miles. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, yeah. I was doing, the ma- I was doing the math myself. Cause I was like, well, yeah, I walk three miles a day.
1: Yeah. A- I was and, like, uh, okay. Yeah, no, we, we'll go out. We'll go out for four hours, five hours sometimes, you know? So, um, uh, especially now that I'm, I've, you know, obviously with COVID it's like, you know, even more often, but, uh, yeah. So, but, but he's like four kilometers an hour. So just that's, you know, there, there are weeks when I walk for 24 hours, that's, I'm listening to the podcast. And uh, for a while it was his clubhouse stuff. So it's like, yeah, those hours go up in that. Bandwidth goes up, you know. So, <laughs> but that's another reason why I'm grateful to you guys, all you, you, you podcasters is that, like, that yeah, gives me something to listen to while I, while I walk a little steamy.
0: Yeah. You, you made me uh, think when you were like, Keith is your cooking companion. I'm like, cookingwithkeith.com.
1: <laughs> it's like, hey, there we go. There
0: we go, Keith. We got, we got your brand yeah. new name, brand new moniker there for your brand, yeah. Cooking with Keith.
1: Yeah. Because with, with you and, and, and many of the other ones, it's like, yeah, they're about an hour long, which is fantastic. Yeah. But so I listen to you guys when I'm walking my dog, because I was steamy again, we're out, you know, like two hours is a short walk for us. Let's put it that <laughs> way. You know, two, two hours is like when we're taking it easy in a day, you know, it's like, uh, so those, those longer ones are really great for that reason. But uh,
0: awesome. Yeah. Hey, well, wrapping things up, man, what would be your advice? What would you hope to share with new investors or would, uh want new investors to know if they're starting or thinking about getting into the domain investing um or rather the domain industry or just start domain investing like where should they start
1: they should start by not starting <laughs> so
0: well, <laughs> right, well, well okay there's okay. the show guys
1: <laughs> <laughs> but truly like get your domain education in you don't you don't have to not buy anything right again i think it's actually good for you to buy a couple of domains here or there at different places hand read mm. a couple of domains go through the expired domains go to a couple of auctions get a, a small number of domains just so you know what you're doing or, or the, the process and you get a gauge on well did i do well or not you know right. but don't get so many in that you you know it's too late to really you know, correct yourself because you already spent all your budget, right? Start, do a couple of things, listen, join the forums, listen to the podcasts. If you can afford it, DN Academy, uh, you know, with Michael Sager, reach out to him, you know, uh, figure out a way to get, get there because that that he's very got a very technical structured course, a technically structured course. That's really, you know, one of a kind really boosts your, your, your education if you're starting there, but otherwise just listen, listen and learn, ask for help, ask for advice. Um, and be careful, be wary of people who say, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, because when you start, most of your domains are going to be bad and, um, real bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a very few people who, who started off who might've had like, you know, dip their toes, like I'm a little bit lucky in that. I didn't really, like I started domaining when I started domaining in 2016, but I did have experience in marketing before. I had a small marketing company for a while on my, my website before. So I, I did have an advantage, right? And I think if you have experience on the internet, it does help. If you have marketing experience, it does help. All these things add up, but get, get your education and get, just ask for help, ask for advice. Every week we have somebody new coming on the domain social, asking people with like, Probably total, totaling a couple hundred years of experience in, in the domain industry, somebody new who started three weeks ago who comes on and asks, well, is this a good domain or not? And, and, and yes or no is often not enough. It's like the why is the most important thing, right? Because you're going to choose wrong domains and you want to get that feedback as to why. right? Because my, my, my fear is oftentimes a lot of people, and I've probably done it a couple of times too, where people ask for advice, and uh, oh, is this is a good, good domain. Like you know, it's like you you want to say yes because you don't want to hurt the person's feeling, and you don't want to be the bad guy. Tell them, yeah, other domain is your domain is is it's just is it's horrible. Just, <laughs> it's it, it's it'll it'll it, it wouldn't sell in a million years. It's just like it's just I, I don't get it. But and then and then unfortunately, you have those people who start who are a little bit better than the others whose domains are like okay, but just not good enough to be investable. Right. Right. Like I mean, I I, I often say. It's not you, you. cannot get good domains and be successful in this industry, right? You need mm. great domains and above, right? right? And and great is always a relative thing. So when you're starting, this great or good is meaningless, right? Somebody listening right now for the first time, they don't know what a good domain is or great domain is. They, they, there's there's no there, there's there's no sort of template in their mind uh, as to what makes up those things. But you know you need to get feedback and, and understand why some of the domains you're getting are not good. And learn from that. Learn from your mistakes, but go slow. Don't put too much money into it. And uh, yeah, and 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 listen to people for the first five minutes, and then tell tell that person to stop talking. Right. <laughs> I, th- I think yeah, I think I said enough. I said I, I ramble a lot. I try I try to say as much as possible. And uh, yeah, because I I I, you know, I, I do want to help people. It, it's it's uh, it's fun being on both sides. Um, right. I've, I've met a lot of really cool people. And and if you're new to the industry, I think the one bit of advice I could give you is, is focus on domains in, in industries you're familiar with, yeah. right? Like, I mean, if you, there's certain industries that are just not good for domains, right? There's certain, right. There's certain domains that just don't, don't sell in certain industries. But I mean, in that context, you can reciprocate the help that other people give you, right? In that, like, if you're asking for help from people, it's great. Like, I and mean, some people will help just like that. But it's also cool that if you can give them something back in return, right? Like if you have information on a certain industry, then participate in the discussions. You might not know the technical aspect of the domains in a, in a conversation, but you might be able to help somebody understand specifics about a certain industry that, you know, as a, as a domain investor, it's important to know the industries of the domains you're, you're dealing with, right? I mean, uh, look, I've never, I've never smoked weed in my life. I don't have anything against it right like i'll go out and i'll drink and it's like what's There's not much of a difference but i just to say is that i don't know that industry right right i don't know the terms in that industry so it's like if somebody's coming to me asking for advice this and that great okay and then you know like oh, you might know that i don't know about that industry i still have i i know more now because i'm investing in those domains you know it's like that's something to somebody who doesn't know that industry that you can help them with you know and so right. it's like try to find people where you can have a, a synergistic relationship with people who were learning as well learn from each other. Uh I think one of the greatest things that, that came out like last year was uh when Mike Seiger with the Dean Academy he did his um his accelerator. Yep. And there was a, a group of people who afterwards came out of that as as sort of all kind of like I don't know colleagues, right? I guess right. you could say. And and they learn from each other, they stayed together. I think they have a group or whatever it is and right. they they still help each other bounce ideas off of each other and, and that's that's important in this industry, right? Because it's uh, sometimes there are things about a certain domain that might be really bad that it's something you're not aware of in the world. Right. I and mean, that happens to me sometimes. And,
0: and to yeah. add to it, you know, some of those folks that came out of the DNN cell, uh, DN Accelerator, say that fast five times, you know, some of those folks now, you know, not to say that, hey, by going that route, this is going to take you down the same course, but for some of them, they wound up becoming brokers for some of the top brokerages. Yes. And so obviously they have a bit of skill, a talent, and they add it to that in terms of DN Academy or sharpened it and leveled up in certain areas. But, it, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree that education is is 100 percent spot on. You know, definitely don't don't skip it. Don't skip it by any means. So, hey, but last but not least, I mean, if somebody has been listening, journeyed with us this far and they say, OK, how can I get with RF or get in contact with RF? Like how might they do so?
1: So they could come on uh, the socials, <laughs> the main social, you go to the to social.com, the domain, social.com. You can subscribe there and come on every week. And basically I send an email out right before the show with the zoom link and you can join us there. If you wanna join everybody, if you wanna just contact me, um, well, I, I'm pretty available in the industry. Uh, you could get me at uh, I go by Adagy. so you go domains at adigy dot com, or I actually I think I still have my Name Cult email. You can go to Name Cult and contact me through there. Um, I'm on the forums as well, here and there. Um, I'm not too far away. <laughs> awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome, man. I'm, well, I'm with with
1: that, too. we're uh,
0: what you're on Twitter.
1: Well, the domain social on Twitter. You can get me through there too. Oh, I, the I domain I social. I was like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't check it that often, but I'm. I'm bad with twitter i mean i only got on last year because towards I something you gotta get on it for the social <laughs> so i'm i'm I, I go through it in waves but uh I, i'm a late late bloomer when it comes to to twitter but you can get me on there too if you want uh i also go by adagy i think is my other one and name cult is also on twitter but i don't check them very often but you can try <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that's good well with that we're out of time, so Arv, thank you again for joining us today and sharing your entrepreneurial and domain investing journey, my man.
1: My pleasure, my pleasure, Alvin. Again, thank you for, for all the work you do in this industry. I think, uh, as I said, when I recommend people get their domain education, it's it's thanks to people like yourself who really you know make this industry one where there's no excuse not to get your information uh, you know your, your basic uh, education and, and information from because there's so much out there and and you're, you you are one of the many people who were involved in that so thanks to you too
0: <laughs> yeah well man thank you and listeners thank you for tuning in to kickstart commerce where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes Google Play Stitcher Spotify or Podbean last but not least please visit kickstart commerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. So thanks. And that's all for now.